Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. As always, so happy that you are here. And I've loved hearing the feedback from last week's episode. This week's episode, what you're about to hear, was actually slated to come out in the previous week. But because in a moment I got a message about some comments that some very young girls were making and feeling about their bodies and it set me off. If you heard it, you know. If you've seen any of my Instagram posts or IGTVs where I'm ranting about it, you're very well aware. Uh, And the power of why we heal and what we do. And I want to expand on that a little bit. This, like I said, I had this idea for this episode, and so we're going to kind of mesh the two together today. Today, we're talking about the power of cultivating our toolbox, our healing modalities, our methods that we use when we are feeling triggered or feeling down and depressed or in a darker space around What sets us off? Maybe it's food, maybe it's body, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's stress, whatever that is for you. We don't make this space. We don't have these tools accessible to us for when things are going great. We just don't have to rely on them. We cultivate this space. We grow these skills. So when shit is hitting the fan, which it is ultimately going to do at some point in time, We know what we can call on. We know what we need to lean into a little bit more to help us maneuver that space. These are the methods that I draw on in daily. Not all as heavy as others, depending on where I'm at, what phase, what season I'm sitting in in my life. These are the exact same tools that I have all my one-on-one clients get down pat, the exact same grouping and lessons that all of the women that are in my mindset and muscles mini group coaching solidified through in round one and soon we'll be doing it again in round two in a couple weeks. It's the foundation because it's your base. We can't build, we can't heal that relationship with food and our body and emotions and exercise and all of it that comes with it if the foundation is shaky. It just cracks and it filters. So until we really solidify these things, there's four of them that I'm going to walk you through today. The rest just, it might work for a while, but then it cracks and it blows and we go back into that lower space. So this is what we're going to tackle out some four steps today. And I recently have been struggling with my body. And I'm very vocal. I will share this often when I do struggle. I don't believe, and this is my journey and my opinion, I don't believe that if you have truly struggled with a bad relationship with food in your body, with disordered eating, with exercise addiction, with body dysmorphia, there are always going to be triggers that 
set you off. I don't think that those tendencies ever fully go away. I believe, and I do, know how to manage them, again, with the tools that we're going to talk about today. And I know when to realize what is a disordered thought and what is a reality thought. I can see that. I can do that. But it's a process. And I maybe it will come easier as my life goes on. I'm not sure. But right now, this is where I'm personally at. I hear so many people that have struggled in the past and they say this is not this is no longer an issue for them. They just totally love and embrace their body all the time and one person in particular was just sharing her journey about this and I just kept thinking that's that's great. I don't know if I believe you and I know that that thought was because I wasn't there. That was me projecting that. But to me Our recovery, my recovery, and maybe yours, is like a tree. And I finally kind of put this together the other day when I was out walking, trying to think of how I wanted to explain this. And if you've ever seen what happens when a tree is either cut down or falls down and you can see the stump or part of the tree, is you see all those rings that are making up the inside of that tree. And that's all of the pieces you can see where there was a bad winter or a dry spell or something that happened in the environment that makes the ring just a little bit different. To me, that is a representation of our bodies energetically. Everything that happens to us makes us who we are. It brings us to that. But it doesn't disappear just because we add another ring to it or we've grown or evolved into a space. It's still a piece of us deep down inside. I hope that makes sense. That's how I kind of am envisioning it. And that's what I go with. And also, uh, disclaimer, I am by no means any kind of uh, expert in nature. So if I described that like ring thing with weather and whatever totally wrong, <laughs> there's a good chance of that. But I think that's right. And just just go with it and sit with me, <laughs> that piece. But because all of those pieces are inside of us, sometimes they're going to flare. Sometimes it's going to be a reminder of that. And so that's okay. We don't have to fight against that. The more we fight and push against that, the farther we're just going to spiral on backwards. And where all of this came from, with all of that long rambling to get to where I'm going to, is I've shared a couple times on the podcast, more heavily probably a while back, but the struggles that I have had with my health after I was kind of out of the trenches of my disordered eating and exercise addiction. For almost four years now, I've been dealing with amenorrhea that brought on adrenal fatigue, it brought on thyroid issues, it brought on so many different aspects of my health. And I had been seeking treatment in many different modalities for all of these pieces and trying to get to the root cause of it. And it never, there, it just was not improving. And I was doing the things that I was supposed to be doing. And I just knew that something else was going on. I've, I, I could trust my body enough. And that's part of what we're going to go through today is leaning into being your own advocate and trusting that you know that something is off. And thankfully, this past winter, 
I finally found a provider that has been amazing and we did a bunch of testing and got to the root cause of what is causing all of these other symptoms because we to me I always knew that there was something more like there was something at the very bottom of all of these other things so we got it we figured it out and with that, we found out that treating for SIBO and some toxic mold exposure was really at the root cause of it. And so since January, I've been on treatment and it's been challenging. It's been very challenging for somebody who struggles with those disordered thoughts around food to have to eliminate foods and and to have to be in a good headspace around food. But again, I've grown, I've evolved, I can... I can have those open conversations with myself and with my body and be a little bit more attuned to why I'm maybe having to cut out or eliminate foods, not because I'm doing it as a way of restriction, but as a way of honoring my body. And as I'm now kind of going into the next phase of my treatment and a little bit more intense phase of my treatment, um, well, actually, I finished my first treatment. And we were kind of redoing some testing. And this is where in the last couple of months, I've really been struggling with my body and with my body image. My body has not really felt like mine for a while. It's just my symptoms are flaring back. I've just, it's just, there's a lot of things that are going on that made me start to pick apart my body that made me zero in on the areas that have always been a trigger to me since I was that five-year-old girl my stomach exploded it's always uncomfortable it's my skin's not great all of these pieces that are really hard and challenging for me and bring up a lot for me but the beauty of where I'm at right now is with all of this going on I could step back and say, I don't need to spiral because I think that something internally is not right. Megan, you're not doing anything wrong. You're not less of a human because your body is trying to tell you something. All of these symptoms, all of these signs that have been going on forever is your body trying to communicate with you. And I now can get to a space where I can detach from, yeah, great. I don't have great days and I get into a little negative space, but I can step back and say, okay, what's going on? My body's trying to tell me something. What is it trying to tell me? So after a second round of testing, um, doing a new med protocol, a little bit more intense, kind of working with some resistance strains that we're going to be kind of knocking out for the next six to 12 months. And as soon as I got those results back, I really took a deep breath and I was like, this is why you've been fatigued and you've not been wanting to work out. This is why you have had a lot of bloating and a lot of discomfort and your body's not looking or feeling the way that you know that it can and that it should be able to. And it brought me back to realizing that all of this is happening because my body's just trying to speak to me. And as soon as I could honor that, a lot of those thoughts went away and they still creep in, but I remind myself of that. And so four pieces, like I said, that I've been leaning on a lot recently and that I think you guys can as well, we're going to dive into now. And the very first piece 
that I've leaned into, and I shared this several times before, but it's body neutrality. And body neutrality, I did a whole episode on it. I've talked about it I'm sh- I, at l- a million times, a lot of times, because it's a really, really powerful tool. So we're not going to dig too much into it, but just really quickly say that when I'm struggling, when I'm not feeling or looking the way that I want to look or feel or know that I should be okay with looking and feeling, is that I say, you're more than your body. You are more than your body. And I honor that you are not comfortable in the skin that you're in right now. And that's okay. That's okay. But you are an amazing soul. You have gifts to share with this world. And I go into the aspects of me that is just more than my body. And just finding that neutral ground helps diffuse the situation a little bit. Just kind of helps burn out that fuse so it's not blaring quite, quite as heavily. And the next step is powerfully, this is where I've been stepping into, is after I get a little neutral, I remind myself that this is a phase in my life. And I honor that my body is fighting really hard to heal right now. It's not fighting against me. I don't like to make us think that our body is this evil thing that's coming against us. It's working for me. My mind's just not letting me touch base with that. It's not letting me hear those signs and symptoms. My body is communicating with me. It's working really hard to heal. And I'm sending so much loving energy to what it is healing with and for everything that it is doing and everything that it is um, being put through right now. And then sitting in the space that this is a not only a phase of my life, you know what, this can be a season of my life. Okay, so this is a season in life where Megan maybe doesn't feel as comfortable in her skin as she had before, but this is her healing season. This is her flourishing season. We think somehow that our bodies need to look exactly the same all the time. We need to fit in the same pair of jeans all the time and maybe weigh a certain weight all the time of our life. Heck no, our body's always ebbing and flowing. It's always changing. And the more that we fight that, the more that we're getting away from just being in tune and being in touch with us. It's like I live in Minnesota and so we have very, very distinct seasons. And so that would be me basically saying in winter when it's 30 below, being pissed that it's winter and it's 30 below. So walking around in shorts and a tank top and just saying like, I don't care, like I'm going to ignore it because I don't want to deal with it. No, guess what? I'm going to freeze my ass off. So when it's 30 below and I'm not happy that it's 30 below, I put on all my freaking layers and I do what I need to do to embrace that exact season, knowing that in hopefully a few short months that will turn into spring and will turn into summer and that cycle will continue. You're just in a phase in a season of your life. And the more that we can become okay with it and stop that resistance, stop wearing shorts in the winter time, the easier it is for us to take a little break and pressure and ease off of us. Third step is reframing. Thinking about what else could be true. So if I have a bad thought that comes into my mind, I simply ask myself, well, what else could be true? 
This has also kind of come up too. Not only has all of this been happening with me personally, but then we add this quarantine onto it. So I'm already having issues with my body. And then you add, I can't go to the gym. I can't do my normal things. So that spiral kind of goes on this whole another wavelength as well. Then great. I have no muscles left in my arms. I'm losing this. I can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, what else can be true? What else can be true? I have a solid muscle base. It's not going anywhere. I feel really sick and I feel really bloated. Okay, well, your body's healing. What else can be true? Like just really, really asking yourself when you're struggling and flip it, reframe it. Don't let that negative thought cycle continue because then that's what wires in our brain. Use that powerful tool that you have to stop that negative thinking and switch to what could be true. And we can go back to body neutrality in this as well. You don't have to immediately jump to, I love and embrace myself every single day. Guess what? That might not be true right now. That might not be true. So don't lie. Don't feed yourself false lines. That's not going to feel comfortable for you. Find that middle ground. Find something that is actually true, that does feel comfortable and believable to you. can make you feel a little uncomfortable, but you still kind of have to have a piece of belief into it. And the fourth step is really honoring. I've said it throughout this piece too. It's just showing myself that love and that respect. Our bodies have to feel safe to function. They have to energetically feel safe to heal. And I know this might be a little woo-woo in that. That's okay. Just kind of go with me in this space. But the more that we can lead with love, the more it feels safe, the more it our breathing can slow down, the more our anxiety and stress can drop down, the more our body can function in the way that it should. If you've been on a dieting cycle or an over-exercise cycle or a binge and restrict cycle for years, think of how terrified your body is. Like, it's not going to give me food. Now it's going to give me an overload of food. Okay, now we're going to be exercising for two hours. Now my muscles are going to be beaten down. Now my body's going to hurt, but she's going to push again. And then she's not going to feed me enough. So I got to protect our bodies in this freak out zone when we're doing that cycle over and over again. So just showing it that it's safe, showing it that I'm still going to eat food when I might look a little more puffy than I want to, that I'm going to rest, even though I maybe didn't hit my gym time or get in my workout the way that I wanted to, but my body's telling me it's tired, I'm going to rest and I'm going to honor that. It's starting to energetically tell your body, you're safe, you can heal, you can release that a little bit. The caveat to this is that honoring your body does not mean restricting or over-exercising. It also doesn't mean that we're overindulging in food, in activity, in stress, in whatever. Be honest with yourself. And these are conversations as I'm going back and forth in this tug-of-war of foods that I really want to eat and foods that I know don't make me feel good, even though they're quote-unquote healthy foods. I have to have the conversation with myself. One of the things that I'm really struggling with is peanut butter. And if you guys have been here before, you know I love it. You know that nut butters are like my soul food. I have a tattoo with peanut butter. And guess what? 
I'm having to cut it out. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's also hard because that was one of the foods that when I was restricting all the time, I didn't allow myself to eat. So it gets kind of in that little cycle as well. So I have to just honor and say, I can choose to eat it if I want or not, but how will it help me heal? Is it worth it? Some days it is and some days it isn't. And I know that there are, I don't like consequences, but there is, I guess, a consequence for me eating it. And there's a consequence for me not eating it sometimes. So I have to choose what is the best route for me in that time. But to be really honest, same with exercise. I have to ask, am I pushing myself because I think that that's what I should do? Or am I pushing myself because I can maybe go a little bit harder? I'm just not mentally in that space today. Those conversations are so key. And the more that you can get clear and not let that ego take over, the easier that those conversations will be. So those steps. We lead with body neutrality. We just first get to a neutral space. We remind ourselves constantly that this is a phase of our life. This is just a season. It does not mean that we are stuck here forever. In the middle of winter, I have to remind myself that it's not going to be winter forever. But I can't run around in my tank top and shorts outside or I will freeze. We have to reframe what else can be true. Where are your, what is your ego talking and what is your highest self saying and knowing to be true? And then honoring that, being honest, meeting yourself with what you need, and finding the value in what you are giving yourself. All of these pieces, like I said, the fundamentals that I'm obviously leaning on very heavily right now, the fundamentals that all of my women that I work with really, really have to get down. So when they do struggle, they know to call back on them. And it doesn't spiral it back. This this whole thing could have spiraled me back into very toxic patterns. But I don't allow that to because I'm in a different space. I'm in a different ring on my tree right now. And we dive so much deeper into all of this when we coach. And honestly, a lot of coaching is truly about support. It's why I've always hired coaches because there was part of these this journey, a lot, most of this journey... There's no way I would have done this on my own. When I was in the depths of my disordered eating and I was trying to add food in, I was so terrified to do so. I had to have that coach give like know that I had to tell her why I was or was not eating more and being honest about that. That came differently when it was coming back from exercise. That came differently when it was moving into this more energetic and tapping into emotional space. But all of this to me needs support. And that's why I hire a coach. That's why the ladies that I work with hire coaches. You know, these tools are out here. I tell you them on my podcast. I tell you them on my Instagram. Other amazing people in the social world, in in the mental health and wellness space tell you these things, but you come back to it because you, you know that that support is necessary. At least I do. So thank you for being along with my journey. Thank you for kind of hearing my convoluted story. But I think it's important that I share for a couple reasons. And I struggled with this. Actually, I was... <laughs> 
coincidentally talking to the coach that I'm working with right now saying, where do I share? What line do I share of, I'm not wanting sympathy. I'm not wanting people to feel bad for me, but I want them to share. I want them to hear this for a handful of reasons. And the first is to see if you are in this really dark diet and exercise cycle it's look at it in a macro view, not a micro view. There's a lot of things that I'm still dealing with, like I said, four years later that were caused by the actions that were the results of the actions that I was taking for years of my life. So I think that's one, a huge reason of what I want everybody to hear and to know. And if you're in that space too, knowing that I very much see you and hear you and I, I am you. Um, and then also knowing that if you were, moving and you're in a different phase of your recovery, that it's okay if you still struggle. It's it's okay if any of us still struggle, that you don't have to be perfect. And the more we can release that, the easier this gets. And just reminding you that no matter where you're at, no matter where you are, if we can fall back onto that foundation, all of this gets a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier. Sending you light, sending you love, always. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.